0: Hello and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, the horror movie podcast, and the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches. What are horror sandwiches? I hear you say. Well, it's a lovely movie filling surrounded by two slices of chatty goodness. My name is Mark, and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Mark. I feel like I called to you from the from the other world, do Um, you got, got a bit of a to you got a bit of zipped here today yeah maybe yeah maybe I... I feel like
1: you you're uh you, full you're perkier of... than usual
0: oh uh yeah perhaps perhaps i'm full of the beans um so this week we're we're joined by guests we have guests as in plural which is amazing we're joined by the shoot the hostage podcast folk uh dan and sarah hello 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 nice to hello. be here thank you yeah well it's lovely to have you um I must admit, Sarah's slight podcast royalty for me because um <laughs> uh, I, I used to listen to Radio Gore Press in the in the past. Um I listened to that a lot at work, in fact. So uh, that means a lot. You're often with me on the forklift truck. So um, <laughs> that sounds like a health and safety violation. <laughs> yes, but that's not a thing anymore. These two do the shoot the hostage
2: podcast podcast. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Um, Podcast. No, that sounds about right. Podcast. That's (laughs) That's sticking. Yeah. So
0: um, do you just want to explain a little bit about what you do over there?
2: Yeah, well, basically, obviously, it's a movie podcast, and we talk about eight films based on a theme over the course of eight weeks. And we've kind of gotten into the rhythm now of choosing a different theme each season, uh, but swapping, taking it in turns. So last season, Sarah chose folklore. and We did eight movies this season coming up that that starts on March the 4th, I've chosen the theme and it's Neo Western. We're on a a, sort of a bit of a break at the moment, but we're starting up in, uh, yeah, on March the 4th for a new season. Oh, excellent.
0: Well, I should drop you all your links and stuff there. As I say, I I listen, so um, I'll be looking forward to listening to the new stuff. Um, I think I really enjoyed your Blair Witch episode um, recently. Yeah. I mean, obviously
2: we're a horror thing, so it's, that's where we lean towards. yeah. Um, that was a, that was a lot of fun to record. Um, yeah. Absolute chaos, <laughs> absolute chaos. But um, yeah, no, that was fun. That was fun. But it, I think it was the first first guest we'd had as well. So mm. we were trying to, uh, just we, we had a few teething problems. We've tried to been sort of we've been ironing those out the last uh, couple of episodes. So, but it was a learning curve. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it, it, it's lovely
0: to have a guest, though. It it. It's uh, nice to meet new people, and yeah. our oh, favorite
1: episodes are always guest episodes.
0: Yeah, they are. I must admit, they are because they often tell us about films we've never seen, and then we get to watch them uh, mm-hmm. at some at some point. Um normally, I have a little bit of cheeky, well, not banter, but stuff about stories and that. But I don't. Nothing's happened to me at all this week. Um, yeah, so that's rubbish. Any anyway. <laughs> Matthew, got anything happened to you anything fun
1: uh no. I'm not sure about fun but I I put myself through uh through Webb earlier today
0: oh, oh dear
2: oh, oh.
1: I I... Uh, I I love I I love and love 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 a bad movie uh this was a bit much even for me
3: oh wow I've <laughs> <laughs> oh, not dear. heard good things it looks like no fun. I think
1: for, uh, for a bad movie to be to be good, there has to be that that earnest uh, endeavor to make it. But I think superhero movies, especially from Sony, uh, they're, they're the more cynical projects that they, you know, as cynical as they come, aren't they now? So yeah, it, it lacked it lacked that charm that's uh, that's required for a, a bad movie.
2: Have you what? seen Morbius? Yeah, yeah, I, I put myself through that one too. <laughs> is it? How does it? We haven't seen either of those. Um, to, to be fair, but how does it compare to Morbius? Uh, is it?
1: Morbius was it was like a two thousand and three horror uh, horror superhero movie. So it's sort of like your your Daredevil kind of filming plot and structure and stuff. Uh, uh, so it wasn't it wasn't all that bad, but I think it just got more of a kicking in uh, critical circles because he's Jared Leto. Of course.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> easy target.
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, it, it's not it's not as bad a film as his reputation
0: probably suggests, but it's still pretty rubbish. Yeah, I didn't mind Morbius. I watched it a couple of weeks ago and it was just what I expected it to be. You know, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just origin story. He meets a, a guy with the same powers and they fight. <laughs> Yeah, Matt Smith's dancing was quite a fun bit. Well, I like Matt Smith. Um, Right, anyway, (laughs) let's get into this normal podcast. Um, So we're going to start with these lovely questions for you. Um, And when I find them, I'll ask them. That'll be good. Um, So when did you become a horror fan?
2: Shall I i let you go first Shall I go first Yeah Yeah. okay So I I I became a horror fan I would say Way too young Um, (laughs) My first Memory of watching A horror film Was A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 No And that came out In 1987 I think it was And I remember The room that I was in When I saw it So I must have been A certain age I think I was four um, so it would have been about 88, which would be about right, I guess, when it gets to sort of the VHS release. Um, so I saw that way too young, and I was just fascinated by what I was seeing, these, these, these horrible images. Um, but it was weirdly uh, hypnotic, and I found it fascinating. And I just was always a fan of the Elm Street movies after that point, and then obviously went back and saw the first one uh, a, a few years later. But I would say, yeah, I was a toddler when I when I first became a fan of horror films which is not you know I wouldn't recommend that for all for all children but um that's the way it worked for me yeah so way too young
0: I think it's a sort of regular thing on here to find that everyone discovered it as a child and it it boiled up from there but uh well I was was nearly gonna say the third film's child friendly but um (laughs) it's certainly entertaining um yeah um normally when when someone
1: says way too young though it's like um, you know nine or ten <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so
2: you, you four
1: yeah you, you really <laughs> kick that ass
2: yeah yeah it's um it was it, it was a weird one because it i I don't know if I found it particularly I don't remember how I felt I just remember being sort of transfixed by it but um yeah there were other things I saw after that that were probably a bit bit scarier but um yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. It kind of feels... The third one kind of feels like when they're getting to more towards the cartoony type. Mm. And I know that you guys have done... Did a few um, Elm Street movies, didn't you? Did you do all of them?
0: Uh, we've Most done all the, we, all the main ones. Um, yeah, we've got through six of them.
1: Uh, right. we'll, we'll be doing the last three Freddy films uh, this September.
0: Yeah. Ooh. We have a lovely September sleepover. So, I think this year we've got New Nightmare. Uh, We've got Freddy versus
1: Jason, which will be coming out (laughs) the day before Friday the 13th. Amazing. Uh, And then the remake.
0: Oh, yikes. Not (laughs) the remake.
1: The roller coaster, isn't it? That. (laughs) it (laughs) have got all the reactions.
0: Yeah. Um, And what about for you, Sarah?
3: Um, well, I'm going to book the trend a little bit because I was probably in my late teens Ooh. when I, yeah, um, I I grew up in a pretty religious household and my mum was super strict. So I wasn't even allowed to watch things like the Ghostbusters cartoon when I was a kid. Um, but I think the fact that that made it kind of taboo made it all the more enticing for me. Um, so kind of mid-teens, I started cutting my teeth on things like The X-Files, I guess, is probably what got me down a, a bit of a horror path. Um, and then as soon as I was able to, I was just renting everything from the local VHS store.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to grow up in that VHS time. I, I, did, I did too. Although I never really watched horror movies. I was a bit of a wuss. Some of, some of the covers were too much for me. Yeah. See, House, that, that, that finger always put me <laughs> Um, so can you remember what the first one you saw was?
3: Um, yeah, the first one I saw, um, actively was A Nightmare on Elm Street. The first oh. one. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, the first horror I think I saw by accident was at a sleepover and we caught some of Stephen King's It, the original miniseries.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um,
3: yeah. and yeah, Tim Curry was terrifying. Um, but yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street was the first one I actively watched.
0: Wow. Uh it. Oh, that's quite scary.
3: It was at that age, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, well, I still think it's all right now. Um, mm. Same with the new one, though. The kids' bit is better than the adults' bit.
3: Oh but, yeah, yeah, by far. Yeah,
0: yeah. Sorry, Matthew. I'm not even let you speak.
1: <laughs> no, it's uh, it's okay. Uh, I'm just thinking that now on Elm Street. It's. I- I'm. I think that's probably kind of a perfect introduction to it mm. isn't it it
3: yeah. is but it sets a pretty high bar i think
1: yeah it, it's it's scary but it's accessible isn't it i don't think it's mm. it's nothing too uh like i think if you were trying to get on board with something like the lighthouse like i think you'd just <laughs> you'd collapse and never watch horror again just because yeah. what what even is yeah <laughs>
3: Turn back <laughs> immediately.
1: Yeah, I do think that, like, probably fifteen years from now, you know, people will be saying that it were the 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 most recent one would have a similar kind of impact. I think it's that same kind of filmmaking—you know, really accessible, yeah. uh, scary but not too extreme
0: sort of film.
3: Yeah, yeah, good villain as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well done. That was a really like informed reply there, Matthew. Well done.
1: I've won an episode.
0: Yeah. No, you, 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 you certainly. The smarter of the two of us. I just ramble on until I say something, or not at all. Um. So we'll mix them up from here. Whatever I ordered, I sent them in. Um. I'm not going to do that. Uh. So, um. Let's see. Oh no! Actually, we'll, look, let's start with what's the scariest horror movie?
3: Okay, um, this was a, this was kind of a tough one to answer because I think I've consumed so many horror films that I'm I've become completely desensitized.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
3: yeah, I think the last the last film I remember being really scared at was The Descent.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, well, that's been the designated right answer, I think, for this for this category.
1: Yeah, we've had less okay. a few times, haven't
0: we? Yeah, that's uh, a, yeah. It's become the designated right answer. Uh, <laughs> some topics have a right answer, it doesn't matter what you're saving. Really. No, mean. um, what about you for that? For you, Dan? Uh,
2: I, I think I struggled with this one a little bit, but I was looking at my collection earlier and I thought, what's the one that gave me the like the weirdest vibes and my my answer is 28 days later in in terms of tonally um the just the kind of the dystopian or the like the apocalyptic nature of it of oh, yeah killian murphy waking up in a completely silent london is just you know you you'd, ne- you'd never seen it before mm. and it was really eerie creepily shot and I remember there's a scene when he goes into what oh, I think is a church and one of the the corpses just kind of sits up. And um that's that's a moment I think about quite a lot. I would say if, out of the most I mean, if the film's what 20, 20 years old oh, coming up. No. So I was gonna say out of the contemporary horrors, but is it contemporary? I don't know. Um yeah, twenty-eight days later sticks with me. And I often revisit it and while I'm not sort of scared watching it, it does give me like this feeling of watching it the first time i saw it and takes me back to that kind of wow this is i've never seen this before this is really creepy and i'm digging it
0: yeah yeah i don't think you're the first person to say that either i think um no there's so much about that like even the just emptiness of london is so um it's hard to put a finger on why that's so creepy but it is just when you're used to seeing something so busy it's the deadness of it it's it rings all the way through the film that um... i think
2: i think you're exactly right i think it's because it's a place that we've all either been to or seen on the television and it's always busy there's always people around and you're seeing these iconic landmarks where usually there's thousands of tourists uh clambering over each other but in the film it's just dead uh well literally and and uh what we're seeing on screen but Yeah. yeah it's it's um it's a real. It's it's one that sticks with me. That just the deadness of London. I think it's I think it's great, and I can't wait for twenty eight years later. If we're yeah. still doing that,
3: I th- yeah. Last I heard, that was going. Ahead. Yeah,
2: I think that the there's talk of a trilogy, which I think
1: might I'd be over-egging the pudding somewhat, but hopefully <laughs> it's uh, twenty eight decades later. <laughs> well, yeah, I yeah. think it's it's going to be three films set in the same period. From what I gather.
0: Oh, okay.
1: but well, I, th- I think Danny Boyle is directing the first, uh, and then Alex Garland is taking over the other two. Yeah, I-, I trust the. You know, I mean, they're, they're the two that
2: did it originally. Anyway, aren't they? So
1: yeah, if, if, if it's that... in, they're the safest hands you can get at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: definitely. Yeah, yeah. I I watch any film that those two make mm. to be honest. And if they're both on board for twenty-eight days later sequels, yeah, take my money immediately. <laughs> I shall be queuing at the doors. Yeah, just you and one other.
0: <laughs> uh, um, what else was there? Oh, the dis- the descent. Though we we were almost planning to go see that in a cave, weren't we, Matthew? But we didn't get yeah. there.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, there was something that came up that stopped it. I can't remember what that was exactly. It was there was a justifiable reason we weren't too chicken. I promise. <laughs> I think we were. Uh, yeah, a bit it's chicken. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a cave in the Peak District that they do film screenings there.
3: Wow, that sounds uh, incredible. You
1: know, yeah, I don't know why they bother showing anything else because <laughs> yeah. they just sent the perfect film for it.
3: Yeah, I think I think that is what makes it so terrifying for me, even to this day. It's like. Not only quite a scary film and scenario, but just the added claustrophobia is ugh, untenable. Do not like.
1: Yeah, one of my my favorite uh, movie watching experiences was when I watched this. I watched The Descent with my other half, and and the the bit that you know that everyone who's yeah. seen The Descent knows, <laughs> uh, I knew was coming, and she didn't. So I just got to sit and watch her reaction to
0: it rather than the <laughs> film, and oh, it was wonderful. Joy to behold! Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Somebody said on this on this show we did a slice of bread once, which, which which movies would make the best video games? Someone said The Descent, and I think about that a lot. Yeah, um, that would be horrible. Yeah. just climbing. <laughs> I mean, In VR. Yeah. Well, no. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> but, Too much you know it works for things like alien isolations and it, you know if they made even more cramped in a cave being chased i don't i don't even want to think about it really um and yet it pops into my head all the time
1: <laughs> well, okay so I've, I've just been having a look uh, as well just in case anyone knows but uh the, the friday the 18th of may is the next cave screening of the descent uh, the, in the Devil's Ass in the Peak District.
3: <laughs> what a poetic name! Why is it uh, called yeah. the Devil's Ass? Other
1: films at the showing include The Goonies, uh, The Princess Bride, and The Lost Boys.
2: Oh, oh, cool! Lost Boys would be one.
1: Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple of cave themed
0: films there, aren't
2: there?
0: Quite mm. mm. like Princess Bride.
3: Me too. It's a classic.
0: Yeah. It's not a horror though, so he can get out of this podcast. <laughs> um, right? Let's see. Let's move it around a bit. Um, what are your favourite franchises? Well, I'll let you go first because it's not
3: going to be a shock to anyone. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, f- f- my favourite horror franchise is Elm Street. I think it's oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 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 obvious. I think. I would if there were more quality movies in the franchise. I would say Hellraiser, right but after Hellraiser, and I like Hellraiser three. I got a soft spot for that. But after that, and to be fair, I haven't seen all of them. But what I did see were pretty bad. Whereas I feel like Elm Street is the first three are really good. I think really decent horror movies. Yeah, um, four is it starts to drop off a bit, but it's still got Robert England in that role. And there's still stuff to enjoy. Do... What's his name? Doug <laughs> Bradley. Oh, I'm. i in... it... talking about Hellraiser. I'm talking about, El... but in Elm Street, right. you've got Robert England, and <laughs> um, so after the uh, after four, it does start to drop off a bit. But you've got the main villain in there, which is he's so watchable, and there's still stuff to enjoy. I will still go and rewatch five and six occasionally, mm-hmm. um, just if I want a bit of that. Freddy Krueger flavour. Um, so yeah, it's Elm Street for me all the way.
3: And then it circles back around because New Nightmares are a banger. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, we've,
0: um, well, as we just said, we we've covered all those movies. By the time we got to four, five and six, they all like really meld together and there's not a lot to pick between them. But they still managed to be really creative with the kills. Yeah. And, you know, there's ones that are, are in there that you might, not remember which one they were in, but the kills are memorable, you know? Um, so yeah, I think we, we really mostly enjoyed those, you know? Um, so it's a pretty, consistent I don't think there's, franchise. there's, there hasn't been one of them I've
1: actively disliked.
0: Yeah, uh, you, didn't, you didn't mind six, did you? You thought it was all right? I didn't mind it. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh I, I, I think
1: five was the one I liked the least. Uh, even then, it's probably like
0: a three-star movie rather than, yeah, you know, the four and fives of the earlier ones. Yeah, yeah they're good. The eighties had some great franchises. You know. mm. I'm a Friday the Thirteenth guy myself, and uh, similar to Nightmare, though, you know, they all sort of meld into each other, really. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, Sarah, what's yours?
3: Um, I'm going to go with Child's Play. Oh, excellent. Not because I necessarily think they're all great movies, but I admire the consistency. They're all consistently entertaining, and it's the only franchise I can think of that didn't sort of retcon earlier ideas in later movies. Yeah, right. They've stuck to the rules all the way through, however ludicrous they get. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know, It's it's the only one I can think of where they've made movies every decade for like five decades now which is crazy to think about.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah.
2: yeah. You, you, you and I sat down to watch those, all of those yeah. was, I mean, fairly recently, about a year mm-hmm. ago or so. And I, I I, don't think I'd ever, I, I don't think I'd seen any before. I, maybe I'd seen one, but I didn't remember it at all. But um, I was really quite surprised by how much I enjoyed them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. All of them, all That's of them got nice. It's a bit of a black
1: spot for me as well but, uh, that I'm, I'm not, Uh, as up to speed on that i think the. i saw one one of them when i was i was very young and can't remember much of it all uh and then the only one i really remember is the remake from a couple of years ago which okay uh it's probably not the one that child's play fans would want me to uh to think of
3: (laughs) it was better than it had any right to be though
0: yeah I'm i'm a i'm a staunch defender of that movie i think uh the only thing that really let it down was it was called Child's Play. If they'd, yeah, if they'd given it a different title and maybe changed the way that the character looked, it would have been a really great robot doll movie. Yeah, it had a lot going for it. You know, Mithriegen stole a lot from that. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, so yeah, I'm a bit of a defender of that one. Um, but yeah, well, we should fill in those blind spots for you then, Matt. You will start covering child's play movies. Um,
1: Yeah, well, I'm always happy to see new
0: stuff. Yeah. Have you guys watched the TV show? I I tried picking it up, but,
3: uh... Yeah, I've watched, um, I watched the first two seasons. I don't know if the third one's available over here yet, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, um... It's very in keeping with um with the movies, and they've woven storylines from all seven movies into the TV show.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
3: yeah, it's it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I saw Brad Dourif and Fiona. It's Fiona Dourif, I think. Yeah, uh, talking it for the love of horror, and they seem to really oh, like the cool. TV show. Um, yeah. So I just haven't started watching it, and just couldn't get into it. You know. Yeah. But, uh... I think
3: it's um it's not like it's not going to blow you away it's not kind of life-changing tv or anything but if you're in the mood for something that's kind of a laugh and you're a fan of the films then yeah I would recommend
0: yeah I struggle with tv shows anyway I've only got I've only got the energy to concentrate on films and even then in chunks and I said the cinema uh so let's see what we got um Right, um, what about movies that you'd like to have a sequel or movies that need to stop making sequels? And if you've got for both, go mad. <laughs>
3: um, movie that should have a sequel, um, I'm going to say Event Horizon. Oh. Just because I'm so gutted that we'll never get the full uncut version that we were supposed to get Um and i think a sequel would be a nice opportunity to revisit some of the ideas that were um rubbished for the first one
0: yeah cuz they lost yeah. all the footage didn't they yeah like, they couldn't even couldn't even go back cuz they lost everything
2: um which was very frustrating yeah do you, do you um get all w s anderson back as director considering mm-hmm. that he now makes Monster Hunter movies.
3: <laughs> with that in mind, no.
2: Okay. Um. Yeah, what, what, what would role go. would
1: Mila
0: Jovovich play? <laughs> yeah. She'd be the ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we covered Event Horizon on here. and uh, I Yeah, don't... I loved it. I, I'm fully on board with this idea. I don't think I liked it that much, but I'm always on board with an unhinged Sam Neill. <laughs> Which... We can't go wrong. Which I don't think I realised until
2: almost recently, really, how well Sam Neill does Unhinged. Hmm. He's brilliant. He has the... uh, What's the one we watched recently? Possession. Possession. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's really unhinged. in Everyone's (laughs) unhinged in that. Yeah.
3: Yes, definitely.
2: And um, In the Mouth of Madness as well, he's very good in that. Keep meaning to watch that one, yeah. It's decent, yeah.
3: It is. It's not too readily available in the UK, frustratingly. It's a good movie.
0: Yeah.
3: Um,
0: there any you don't want sequels for?
3: Um, I would be happy if Saw never got another sequel. Yes. I'm, I'm done with the Saw movies. I'm over it.
0: Totally agreed. Yeah, did you, you see
3: the latest one?
0: I did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Regrettably. <laughs> The, the only real problem I had with the latest one I found it more entertaining than some of the others But mm. it plays with this idea of jeopardy That we know isn't there isn't any Because it's in the middle of the first and second movie So it's like, well, I know he's not going to die Because he carries oh. on yeah. Um, yeah So it
2: just takes all of it out of there For me, it was just so pointless <laughs> Yeah uh, I sort of find them a bit um, because obviously it's all about the traps and it's all about the gore. A lot of mm, them, yeah. And I find it a bit. It's it's almost like they they come up with the traps and try to piece the story around it, but they don't seem to make. They, it's it's very convoluted, obviously, because yeah. say, by the nature of them, they they do one and then they set one between this one and that one, and they have to kind of link them all, and it feels very com- confusing and convoluted. But yeah, yeah, it's. I, I, yeah, I'm with you on that. I think they should also stop making saw movies.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've said on here before they should just do YouTube videos of the traps and <laughs> leave it at that. You know, that's really and that's the only reason people go to see them. You know, mm-hmm. no one's interested in the
2: convoluted twists. No, no. I, <laughs> I, I, I get a bit annoyed by them as well because when it gets to the end of the movies, that they always do the musical cue. Da, 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 it's like. It's like this, the, the movie is saying, look how clever we are. Look, we're, yes. we're linking everything together. And I'm like, you're not clever. It's just annoying. at this. like at the, the end of the first movie, it's like, yes, wow, mind blown. Yeah. Really? Never seen that before. But then they try to do that every time and it just it annoys me. The second that that music comes on, my blood starts to boil. It's a bit smug. It's a bit smug. But I, I, that saddens me because it, on its own, I really enjoy that piece of music. I will listen to that on occasion as long as I'm not watching the film and I'm with it. <laughs> You're my people on this one,
0: <laughs> yeah. Especially what you just said there when it always feels like they're trying to show, tell you how clever they are. I hate that. <laughs> oh, so what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, thoughts, Matthew? Anything you wanna? No, I, I'm
1: I'm agreeing. I'm happy to just uh, just listen <laughs> because you're you, you're preaching to me as well.
0: So what about? Uh, for- I
1: didn't see the last one though. Uh, because Mark did and told me not to bother. <laughs> yeah, I think I did that so, so it with it, the Exorcist believer.
0: Yeah, I did well, Exorcist yeah. believer as well in almost in very very close succession, and it mm. was Exorcist believer was disgusting. I hate that film.
3: Yeah. It was absolute trash. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'd like to slap David Gordon Green for that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think you'd be joining a very long queue, from
0: what I've heard. Yeah. I didn't hate the Halloween movies. I thought they were fine. But I hated
2: yeah. him for that. Hated him for that. Yeah. So, Dan, what movie would you like a sequel for? What movie would I like a sequel to? Um I randomly I came up this afternoon, I came up with Ponty Paul. Oh yeah. Um mm-hmm. because that's a film that I I, I haven't seen it for a, a long time, um, I'd admit, but I've seen it a couple of times and I really liked it and it did something that I've never seen before. With I'm not gonna spoil anything here, but i think you know probably what i'm talking about and i just would the, the setup of it is intriguing and it's kind of my jam but then also when it gets to the end and the revelations about what's happening what's going on um it's i find it fascinating and i would just really like to see what they do in another one now that yeah. the information has been fully presented to us
0: yeah I, uh, uh we covered that one on here actually we uh we ran a competition one one time, and one of the prizes was just choose a film we have to do. So we did Pontypool, and uh, as you say, it's got a very unique premise to it. Um, I think if I w- if I wanted a Pontypool sequel, I'd like it to be the same night. But you know, over the over time, you get the one reporter who keeps reporting in, um, and I I follow his story of you know because he he starts off. Fine, and then towards the end, he's like, "This is fun." <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it, it was good, wasn't it, Pony Pontypool? Yeah, did it with you?
1: Yeah, I, I, I was. You were a bit uh, cooler about well. the premise of it as well. Yeah, uh, I think it was one of those films that, uh, again, was was just a little bit hamstrung by not having the full support that uh, you know a lot of horror films get budget-wise and
0: your know, set-wise and things like that. Yeah, I do remember you saying though you thought it would make a really good play. I did. Yeah, I think it would yeah. would
1: be fantastic on the stage.
0: Yeah, I think you're right because it's got that just like of one set really, isn't it? Um, yeah, that'd be nice. Is there any of you who don't want
2: sequels for? It? Are you on board with Saw too? I, I, I'm definitely on board with with Saw. Stop making Saw movies. Um, but for me personally, I would love them to stop making VHS movies. <laughs> Um, Really? Yeah. Are
3: they are they they called anthology
2: films? Yeah. Yeah.
3: You're not you're not a big fan of anthologies,
2: are you? I'm not a huge fan of anthology movies anyway because I find that I don't know. Just as I'm kind of starting to get on board to 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 just know who people are, even just from a a practical standpoint, it takes me a while to figure out what characters are like who what they are, who they are, what their motivations are, and stuff like that. And but I find with these anthology movies that by the time we get to the end of the story I've just gotten on board with everything And it changes to something else Now, there are a couple of segments in in a couple of those movies That I do think are brilliant mm-hmm. There's one in particular And I can't remember which one it's in But it's um...
3: if, I think you mean the VHS2 one
2: Is it VHS2? Is, G- is it Gareth? Yes
3: oh, oh, Gareth, Gareth Edwards or
2: Gareth
3: Evans? It's, yes <laughs> <laughs> I can never remember which one's which
2: but that 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 segment was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But in general, not a fan of anthology movies. I think most of them are garbage. If I'm being honest, and it upsets me because you're always going to make me watch them, Sarah. <laughs> so please stop making them, so I don't have to watch anymore. I love an anthology. <laughs> uh, but but you are
0: right about the VHS anyway because they have been going down in quality. Um. I mean, Again. they were never—they were never really great quality, but there was some that stood out as being great, and I think some of them have gone on to be feature films. I think, um, but yeah, they—they they are going down in quality.
3: <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the latest one? We we haven't got I to that yet. St-
0: I start. I started it and did not finish it. Okay. Um, that's my answer then. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I have. There are anthologies that I like. Though there's a, a comedy one that I've totally forgotten the name of. Now it's on um, Shudder. This is Mark remembers films. Um, I'll get there. It's in a video shop, so they keep oh sort of ooh, scare package. There you go, scare package. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I, I quite like that one. Yeah, I quite like that one because it's uh, it's just a bit of fun, bit of trash. Yeah. 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 All right, lovely. Well, let's get to the next question. So, um, best kill?
3: Okay. um, This is... I'm not going to defend it because it's not a good choice. I'm going to go with the start (laughs) of Ghost Ship.
0: Oh, yeah, well...
3: With, uh... With the caveat that Ghost Ship is terrible, I just wish the rest of Ghost Ship was as good as the first... Five minutes of
0: ghostship.
1: Yeah, that is don't... a common uh, yeah, yeah but, a but... common thing that's said both about the kill and yeah. the film.
0: Yeah. Yes, we've heard that one a few times, and it is brilliant. You know, it's, it's mm. such an amazing opening, but uh, yeah, it doesn't live up to its. So I wonder if that's why. I wonder if it maybe would have been alright if it didn't have that great where everyone's like, "Wow, this is going to be brilliant." <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's not. Yeah, I, yeah. I've I've only seen that film once. I think probably when it came out, and that's the only thing I can remember about it. Yeah, I think that's the only thing
0: anyone can remember about. It. Oh, I, I will say actually, the post is quite good. The, yeah, the art is quite good. Um, <laughs> uh, standout. Oh, sorry. Best kill for you. Dad. Oh,
2: um, I've got one that sticks in my mind, um, and it's. Thirteen Ghosts. I, I I do enjoy that movie. I think it's a lot of fun, uh-huh. and I think the the part when the lawyer essentially gets sliced in half, yeah, by two panes of glass. I I think it's brilliant, and I, I think about it all of the time. Um, <laughs> I re- yeah, I really enjoy that film, and that, that's the one that sticks out to me in that one. But I'm I'm going to be cheeky because I'm going to say another one because another one popped in my head as well. That's funny bone tomahawk because that's the one that i really feel if if (laughs) anybody's seen that movie i think we've had that once as an answer as well yeah right yeah i'm not surprised by that it's um i'm not going to describe it or spoil it or say anything if you've seen the movie you know exactly what i'm talking about uh it's brutal and it makes me wince every time i see it Yeah, I, th- well, I think
0: we've had both of those. Um, the 13 Ghost ones definitely come up before. Um, I
1: it's, it's the highlight of the film, that kill,
0: for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good because it's not, it's not the slicing in the way you expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, I, I think they're doing a TV series finally, which we said when we were recording it, they should do one for all the Ghosts. Yeah, they're the most okay. interesting part of that film. Um, it, wasn't it a remake?
1: You did watch Yeah, it. there was a yeah. a three D version in the fifties, maybe fifties or sixties. Uh,
3: was it William Castle?
0: It might have been. Oh,
3: I want to say it's the same guy that did the original House on Haunted Hill. Um,
0: it's a good question. <laughs> Don't don't quote me on that. I might be wrong. Well, we'll Google it. That's you know.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm on the case now.
0: The worlds are <laughs> our, our fingertips.
1: Uh, it was William Castle. Oh, cool. Well, Top done. knowledge. <laughs> done
3: five points. How's <laughs> uh, the competition? Is it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I is it? <laughs>
1: uh, there was only five points
0: on offer, and they've been won now. Oh, so. right, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> What was I saying? We've never had two guests before, so I didn't it, it could be a war. <laughs> um No, so I think apart from Best Kill. Yeah, but let's do Best Kill and then we'll move on to the movie. We've just done Best Kill. Oh not Best Kill. <clears throat> Standout effects. <laughs> Sorry.
3: Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be predictable and say Rob Bouteen for everything in The Thing.
1: Yeah, yeah another, that's uh, another one of our uh, uh, right in stone correct answers.
3: <laughs> okay, good. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of no contest to me because The Thing is probably my all-time favourite film and I just love practical effects. And even when they're ropey, it tends not to date a film as much as CGI does.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
3: So I don't know. That's that one's up there for me. One of the all-time greats.
0: Yeah, I think a lot a, a, a lot of horror fans like practical effects, and so, you know most most of us agree that they're great. We have been trying lately to be less down on CGI, um, but I'm, I'm I'm not convinced. <laughs> wow. Well,
3: yeah, it's here to stay. I'm afraid.
0: But... Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: so standout effects for you, Dan. For me, it's probably either Tom Savini for Day of the Dead. Oh yeah. Or um Evil Dead Two because of mm-hmm. the, the practical stuff that they did in that, that you've got the stop motion, yeah. And the just even just the camera work that kind of gives you a lot of kind of well building and information, contextual stuff in that. Um yeah, I'm gonna if I have to pick one, I'm gonna say Evil Dead Two. Me. Oh, that's
0: awesome! Last week we asked Chat GPT our questions, and uh, one of the ones that came up with standout effects was uh, "Evil Dead 2." So you're as good, you're <laughs> as clever as an AI. There, You've... <laughs> oh, oh no, we're in big trouble! <laughs> You've got real life intelligence. These artificial <laughs> guys don't know anything. Uh... <laughs> Any thoughts, Matthew? You've no again. I'm
1: just. Just happy to uh, to sit and and bask in at stuff I agree with. So, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what we'll do is we'll save um, worst and favorite horror movies for after after this week's filming. Okay, um, mm-hmm. so let's get into it. You've joined us this month at f up February,
2: mm-hmm.
0: where we've been watching horrible films. Um. We started with... What did we start with? Uh, we've had... Uh, we started with Titan. Oh, yeah. We started uh, with...
1: And Titan. then we also had Threads and Tetsuo the Iron Man.
0: Yes. So um, the first two films were a bit too depressing, so we went to te- <laughs> Tetsuo and got confused. Um, but Sarah, you brought us back round the depressing road, I think. Sorry. Uh, Well, only slightly. (laughs) Um, So this week we're covering Last House on the Left from 1972. Wes Craven's debut movie. Debut movie. Um, Yeah. So I will just do the bits where we talk about who was in it. I'm sorry, I'm... Very unprepared this week. This is just some of the most unprofessional podcasting you've ever known. So, of course, West Craven directed, as I said. Um, we have Sandra Peabody as Mary Collingwood, Lucy Grantham as Phyllis Stone, David A. Hess as Krug Stillo, Fred Lincoln as Fred Weasel Podowski, Jeremy Rain as Se- Jeremy. I think it is actually Jeremy, but not spelt like the boy. Uh, as Sadie, Mark Sheffer as Junius Stillo. Oh, of course, the same as Krug, because he's his dad. Um, and not forgetting Martin Cove as Deputy Harry. Mm. Can't forget Martin Cove because uh, as soon as you see him when you're watching this, you go, hey, Cobra Kai. John Crease. Or, or Karate <laughs> Kid. Yeah, you go, "Whoa, oh, John Crease from all Karate Kid things apart from. The next one. He wasn't in that. Um, Ah, Of course, there are other people in this. So, yeah. Um, And I think,
2: from what I understand, Dan, this was a first watch for you. For me, it was, yeah, it was a first time watch for me. I've not seen this or the later remake. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I was pretty interested to see what this film was all about. Yeah. Um, I know that there was a kind of a uh, around the two thousands, early two thousands, there was a a lot of remakes of this kind of film that were happening. Yeah. And maybe I was kind of aware of it at that point. But yeah, first time. First time. And the same for you, Matthew, right? First time. Same for
0: me, yeah. Yeah. First time viewing. Um so Sarah, why did you pick this? Um, that's a good question. I think, because it's effed up, I suppose
3: Yeah, I think when you said When you told me the theme for the month This was just the first thing that came to my mind Right, yeah, um, yeah And I think it's probably the first video nasty that I saw
0: Yeah, um, right
3: um, If memory serves I think probably when I was in college um, I bought two DVD box sets And they were called Box of the Band Yeah. And it was um, obviously Previously banned movies that had been re-released In mostly on-cut format mm-hmm. Um hmm and it was at a time where I was just at an age where I was seeking out the most screwed up stuff I could possibly find. And uh, yeah, so it sort of ticked a lot of boxes for me back then. Far less so now, I will
0: yeah. say. I think it didn't actually get a proper release in England until 2002. Yeah. Um, so That's it was crazy. W- it was banned for a long time in, in part of the Video Nasties. So yeah, it was banned for a long time for us. I mean, I imagine you could see it if you really tried, but uh, um, as with all these things, but yeah, um...
3: yeah, I think it was. Um, I think it was two thousand eight before it was actually passed uncut in this country.
0: Wow. Um,
3: yeah, and I know um, back when you said like two thousand two, whenever it was, two thousand two, two thousand three, when the um, BBFC were kind of reappraising it,
2: mm-hmm. with the hope
3: of releasing it. Um, Mark Kermode did some sort of thing kind of in favour of the film, trying to argue why he thought it was valid and why it was an important film. And they wanted to make 16 seconds worth of cuts and after he did his presentation to the BBFC they doubled it to 32 seconds. (laughs) So I'm desperate to know what he said.
0: (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I understand uh, that Wes Craven sort of made this film because he was he was trying to make some sort of point about the violence of movies and that where it was where it was going to. Mm-hmm. Um but not only that, I read today that it was also vaguely basing it on an Ingmar Bergman film. Yeah. Um, the Virgin Spring, which I haven't seen. I like Ingmar Bergman too. Um but yeah, it's it's an odd duck of, of a movie, um mm-hmm. Last House on the Left, I think. It's it deals with its violence in such a visceral manner that it is really uncomfortable to watch. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but it also feels like it mixes itself in with soundtrack. That's not, that's wrong. Um, And, you know, it, it sort of flips from scene to scene where the theme of the film doesn't feel right either. Like it's, comedic at points and oh well it tries to be comedic it's never actually funny <laughs> yes. apart from apart from the, the the dad's hair i love the dad's hair <laughs> <It's> like wolverine
3: <laughs> <laughs> he is old man logan
0: yeah yeah but what what
2: did um, you first time watchers think of it i i think I, I think you've hit the nail on the head for me mark on a few points that you just raised there I felt found it quite jarring to kind of the the transition or the mm-hmm. juxtaposition of the light-hearted scenes mixed with the violence I thought that was an odd choice and the music as well totally and particularly where the police are kind of running around doing their Silly jokey stuff.
3: It's almost like Benny Hill esque. Yeah, it's really
2: deeply odd. Yeah, and they're dropping their hats and things like that. And I'm thinking, is is this comedy? Mm -hmm. Like, what? This this is this doesn't quite work for me. Um. So basically, I agree with everything that you just said up top (laughs) there, Mark. And I I, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit now, I didn't I didn't love this movie. No, I thought it was uh, a bit bizarre. But I am happy that I've seen it, and I'm glad that it's kind of a piece of cinema history that I've now seen and can have an opinion on. Yeah.
0: What about you, Matthew? First time? Probably similar So stuff. this one,
1: uh, it feels to me that it's it's come at a point uh, just to kind of slap me in the face because I was talking to, uh, to one of my colleagues at works the other day, and he... Uh, he's, a, he's a youngish lad uh, and he, he's he, he doesn't, you know, he's not a, a big film guy. And we were we talking about directors and, uh, you know, he, he posited that a director's earlier films would tend to be crap and, you know, I, and they'd learn on the job kind of thing. And I said, said to him, no, it's, you know, usually directors kind of your know, big name or guys jump in with a bang and they've, that, you know, they, they kind of arrived feeling fully formed and then mm. take their way creatively. Uh, and then this film came along and I saw the footprint for everything Wes Craven did later in a way that he just didn't nail at all here. You know, you think <laughs> yeah. when the the comic relief that was so brilliant in Scream isn't here, mm. you know, the, the again, the violence and... Uh, social commentary that comes around in, in Scream and, and Nightmare on Elm Street that y- you you see where that's starting to germinate and yeah, I feel that it was a really bad time for me to watch this after making such bold statements to, uh, to <laughs> one of my colleagues
0: it Wes Craven proved you wrong and that is the real twist <laughs> um, but yeah, I
1: think on, on the whole, uh, yeah, I agree with what, what everyone's been said and it's a film that I think works a lot better in concept than Execution
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. I would um, agree with that.
0: There's some good acting in here, though, um, especially from the main girl and uh, David Hess as Krug. You know, there's mm-hmm. some good. There's some good acting in here. He he comes across as genuinely, you know, dangerous, and she does a very very good job of being. um incredibly scared and you you do you know I, like i said when you're watching this violence it's you do really feel for her i've been looking into this a bit though and i think um i think she wasn't treated particularly well during these scenes uh um, it's a shame so i think a lot of that fear was actually there because um the david hess and and actually fred lincoln as well who was playing fred the weasel they were both sort of being a bit method with it um so you know some of the reactions i think that they got out of her were were a bit bit more genuine than they needed to be obviously they didn't actually do anything to her but there were certainly um it was certainly very forceful i think so um and That's apparently Apparently, it is a bit gorilla. It was a bit made gorilla. And I, while I was watching this, they was thinking it's very, it's a bit found footage of this film. Um, yeah. It, some of the angles, especially, are very like someone's left the camera on the floor. Um, <laughs> You know, it's like I say, the performances are good, but I, I, um, I think looking at it and coming away from it, I think some of the performances were more forced than they
2: needed to be but Um, it's it's very experimental isn't it It's it feels like it's it definitely feels like a to me it feels like a filmmaker's early early film and it obviously is you can see that and like you say you can see some of the threads that Wes Craven goes on to perfect in later movies
3: yeah but it does it's pure exploitation but it's like it has elements of art house as well weirdly um some that work a lot that don't yeah but yeah
0: yeah because I mean I like Wes Craven too but I, I think this and um, even the Hills of Eyes both are a bit Hills of Eyes is, still has moments where it's it feels like it's lifted itself away from its premise and it's trying to mm. have levity that just doesn't work um, at least it has a cool dog in it though <laughs> um yeah let's see i suppose what what else um i i think
1: uh uh, yeah lovely (laughs) one thing that i i really did enjoy about this film was the uh the the change you know it's it's a film of two halves isn't it
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right and uh yeah i was watching it with the other half and uh it got to the bit where uh the two girls had both been killed. And I turned around and said, How how is a half an hour left of this? And then it went to well I mean, that's a, a quasi home invasion horror. Uh yeah. And sure. yeah, you know, I, I loved that it was the the vengeance tale in the same film, you know, and then the the parents taking matters into their own hands. Uh, thought it was a really, it kind of felt like a, yeah, a film and its
0: sequel, uh, you know, in in the same go. Yeah. It's a bit yeah. cathartic, the end, isn't it? It's a, it, a little bit, <laughs> at least those awful people get what's coming to them. Um,
2: Although actually, enjoy... no, go on. I did enjoy the, the kind of the Kevin McAllister traps <laughs> that the, 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 the dad is, is setting up yeah with the, was there some shaving foam involved I know he was stripping some wires back and wetting a rug yeah um, yeah he was th- doing it all doing it all yeah yeah I I, I think it was it was one of those moments where I think if I'd have gone to the kitchen for, for a couple of minutes. minutes and then come back would have gone oh Sarah have you put on a different <laughs> film or, did you not want <laughs> last, to last house on the left but yeah, that actually, Matthew, that's, that is one thing that I did like about this uh, film was that change. I did think that was very interesting and a look at what, um, the you know, the sort of lengths that a, a parent might go to or um, a comment on violence, kind of uh, encouraging more violence and, yeah. you know, an eye for an eye and all of that. Mm. So I think that was quite interesting.
3: Yeah, and it sort of, like, basically became the mould almost for what the rape-revenge subgenre became as well. Yes. That format sort of, I don't know, from maybe, like, I want to say I Spit On Your Grave was probably one of the first. Um, So, like, 78 onwards, um, they all kind of adopted that format. So it's definitely been really influential, I'll give it that. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I was thinking as well that it, it put a spin on like what uh, sort of films we're getting now. You know, the 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 old man action film. Yeah, you know, your you, 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 you John Wick's, your Taken's, uh, those kinds of films. Uh, so it's you know, so it's, it's a wider footprint than
0: you know than than just horror as well, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I saw a lot of that in it. And as I said, I, I, there, there, there are things in this that I've seen in found footage films. I've thought, you know, that the influences come from there. And even if it's just the sort of style of filming, because it is very jerky and not very, doesn't feel quite professional at some points. Um, but uh, I mean, the, even that ending, I thought, it's really quite nicely done when the parents sort of kill everybody. It doesn't it's not a array, it's a heroic ending. They they it's well done to the point where the parents uh, you know, have to suddenly deal with the grief of their daughter and their and what they've done, really. Yeah. You know, and it's all done within a few seconds. I mean, sadly it's then it's then jump cuts to um a a lovely song and a sort of <laughs> And the sort of sitcom ending, it feels like.
3: I wrote that in my notes. What is with the weird sitcom credits at the end?
0: It's so <laughs> off kilter. It's so strange. It, it's like it's like they, they finish on this tragic ending and then it's like, Oh, Sadie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. I think, yeah. I think David Hess um, sang that song. I think he's, he did some of the songs for this, right? He did, yeah.
3: I, I don't know.
0: I would love to know how that came about.
3: Um, my The cynic in me says cost-saving exercise.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. It was made for $90,000. Yeah. Um, I know it came in at about $3 million eventually, you know, um, mm-hmm. box office. So it was really good for them And, you know, it did give Wes Craven a career. From there yeah. on, he was able to move on and... Build his craft and well, he became one of the best. Um, but yeah, there's um, it's it's hard, it is a hard movie to say whether it's good or not because you know, we've we've talked there, there's plenty of it that's good, but the jarring bits that we really got to are, are really jarring. You know, mm. cuts to these police officers, and as you say, it's like a Benny Hill, they're like. Some weird sketch people, and you know, they come yeah. even right at the beginning when they pull out of the drive and they see a car sitting there, and they go, Oh, what about this car? Nah, leave it. Uh, it's like, No, you know, the daughter's gone missing. <laughs> Have a look. Do you,
3: do you think knowing uh, Craven's sort of prop- propensity for like, I don't know, putting a bit more of substance in his films, do you think maybe that's sort of anti cop I don't know maybe it could be read as like anti police I don't really I'm trying to think of what was going on in the Zeitgeist at the time because I know um much like the Texas chainsaw massacre a couple of years later like the film was made sort of in response to um widespread news coverage of things like the Manson family murders and the Vietnam war like it was the first time in history where people could watch really violent imagery on the news and like just sitting down to dinner so I think that's kind of what prompted a lot of these exploitation films but I don't know I don't know I mean Craven kind of went on record as saying that it was this was his response to that oh right Um, yeah yeah I think I think there's been some sort of pushback on that a lot of people think maybe he's trying to kind of add more to it than was originally there and some people are just like, no, it's just exploitation. That's all it is, nothing more. Well, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence.
2: I, I think I I take Wes Craven's word for it. I mean, yeah, he's a, a got. He had a brilliant brain, and he mm-hmm. created some excellent all time classic movies and franchises. And he was a, he was a clever bloke. So and I so I do I buy that. I I don't think he's. I don't. I think he. I think that's genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
0: any thoughts further than that Matthew or well, are we are
1: no we... I think that there was uh, that there was a very anti-Cott moment and it wasn't in which I think uh, with the I, I think that was the band that they were supposed to go to see wasn't it I thought I thought that was the, the uh, sort of reference there right uh, okay but yeah and I also think it comes out a little bit of the, uh, your famous problems of New York at the time too, which I think was mm. a uh, a big thing in the seventies and eighties, and that idea of that spilling out into uh, well, I want to say the suburbs, but it's it's not even that, is it? It's just completely in in rural areas, yeah, uh, which is kind of an interesting concept and. Again, again, probably a bit ahead of its time. Uh, cause you'd think that uh, sort of suburban slasher you think came around a few years later with Halloween,
2: wouldn't you?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Good point.
2: Yeah, Halloween's Halloween '78, Halloween wasn't it? Black, mm-hmm. Black Christmas was '74. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah. So definitely a precursor to, to most of that, isn't it? Was- mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah it, It's a, it's an, it's actually been a quite a good film to have a little chat about because I think, uh, you know, on a watch without thinking about it too much, you could definitely come away thinking it was crap.
3: Yeah, and it's uh, so grim.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah, and it, as I said before, it's uncomfortable to watch, and you know, mm-hmm. but there's enough jarring points for you to go, that was crap. And when I first saw it, I didn't like it that much. Um just the, because the of the jump cuts more than anything, like this is yeah. there's this violence, and then the parents are making a cake. And it's just like and I'm sure there was the intention behind it, but it whatever the intention was, it doesn't work for me. Um so uh, yeah. Well that was well, that was brilliant. We did we did, I thought we did a lovely job there. <laughs> if i do say so myself um
3: well, now... i'm still deeply sorry for making everybody watch this horrible unpleasant film <laughs> but i'm glad we got to talk about it
0: i don't think i don't think you need to be i think you know as as horror fans as we are it's it's good to see the early stuff it's good yeah. to see where where west craven started from and you know as horrible as it is it's not it <laughs> It should probably be more depressing than it is. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm sure we've all seen worse. <laughs>
0: yeah. But it wasn't as depressing as um threads.
2: Jesus Christ, threads is depressing. Yeah, yeah. threads is, threads is <laughs> a tough, tough watch.
0: Yeah. I think we both agreed it was a good it was good, but we didn't review it really. It's like, oh let's not talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, so we normally look at facebook because i'm rubbish i didn't ask them um so that's not happening so we just review it ourselves so um we normally go a shit for not very good uh, or shit um what's the third one? Oh, it's spooky for middle <laughs> of the road and uh creative psychopaths uh so, you know it being the best i'm gonna drop a new it's spooky for this because i think you know, there's a lot in there, but it's still parts of it bad. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Matthew, what do you think?
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to end on the same, uh, same
0: answer. (laughs) Oh, it's spooky. Ooh, it's spooky. Uh, Yeah. There's,
1: there's a lot in there. It's just not fully formed. Uh, and yeah, you know, I'm I'm glad it it had enough success for Wes Craven to continue because you know he did he did develop on this you know he he've continued down this path and just got
0: better at it. Yep. And for you two, uh, what were you thinking?
3: Um, I'm gonna agree with both of you actually, and especially what Matthew just said. Like, I'm I'm kind of a staunch defender of this film, despite thinking it's not made tremendously well. And that it is a really unpleasant watch, but I'm glad it did well enough for Craven to get his foot in the door.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I think I'm not going to... Unsurprisingly, I think I agree with, with all of you as well. I think it's... it's. It, I had a, a bit of a strange experience because when I w- was watching it, I didn't care for it at all. And it finished and I, I went, that was shit. I'll be quite honest. I I didn't like it and I, I, I was struggling to see what the point of it was yep but uh, having thought about it a bit more over the last 24 hours i can see what kind of he was going for and i always think that i think the worst films are films that are just lazy
3: Mm. boring or
2: boring yeah exactly but it this he was he was going for something he was trying something new he was being as i said earlier quite experimental he was playing with the genre he was playing with these new ideas that a lot of people hadn't seen before and it ultimately it gave us wes craven so i can't hate on this film because it, it gave us one of the most glorious horror brains in history so yeah I, I while i don't like the film too much in and of itself um i appreciate it right i love a lot
0: lovely well, there you go. then. And it always helps to talk to people about it and unpack it a bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, there and you I always go. I
1: was like to remember when I see West Craven that there was a school near where I grew up called West Craven.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, spooky. Uh, or not. Anyway. I was the kids there. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, it was spooky. No,
1: no, it was fine. I had some friends there.
0: You you flew what a roller coaster you took me on there it was I know it was spooky yeah. it wasn't spooky you even <laughs> had friends there you've you've you played with my emotions uh, well there you go then that was the that was a lovely filling eh, not too lovely but uh, it was still a filling we're still making a sandwich here it was so edible what... <laughs> edible but not tasty bland yeah. sandwich no, sustenance no, it wasn't bland too spicy. <laughs> Uh, it was a yeah, sandwich. yeah. <laughs> hummus. I really hate hummus. I'm sure hummus other people. I'm, sh- I'm sure other people love it, but uh, it's got a weird, a claggy food. I'm a consistency guy, and it's like it's got a weird consistency that I don't <laughs> like. uh oh, Hummus, hummus chat. Excellent. So let's go in for the what's the worst horror movie you've ever seen. Oh, we're in the last slice of bread.
3: Oh, I really struggled with this one. Um, but I think I'm going to go with um, Dario Argento's Giallo. And I think it's... I mean, it's a bad fit. It's a terrible film. Um <laughs> okay. I don't know if either of you have seen it, but... Um, no. Adrian Brody's in it. Bye. Which sort of suggests a certain calibre of film, but no, absolutely not. Um... I think for me, it's probably what I would call the worst because I love Argento. So it was kind of a heartbreaking watch for me.
0: Yeah. I must admit, Argento is a bit of a black spot for me. I've only seen Suspiria. Okay. What did you think of Suspiria? I wasn't a fan. Ah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. But it might take a rewatch for me on that one because I didn't like... I know this wasn't him, but that he was closely related. But I didn't like demons the first time I saw it. But okay. the, the second time I saw it, I was like, "This movie rocks!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh yeah. So it might need it might need another watch for me on that one. Uh Yeah. But apparently, the remake is definitely good.
3: Oh yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the remake as well. Yeah, i be dreading it.
2: Telling me to watch it. It's excellent. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. Is that Luca Guadagnino? Yeah, yeah. He's 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 an exciting filmmaker. He makes some yeah. excellent stuff. And yeah, remake definitely is worth a watch. I get I get put off by the runtime. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> understandable. As as horror fans, a tight nineties what we like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. So Dan, what's the worst you've ever seen? Uh, this was probably the easiest question. Oh, lovely to answer. And for me, it's the Human Centipede. I think that the movie is dreadful. <laughs> I and uh, I think the second one is worse, right? Um, but I think uh, I, I'm just going to package all three. There are three, I think, on it. There? there are three. I haven't seen the third. I, I believe there are three. I'm yeah, there's one in a prison. Yeah, third I'm one's right. Prison, yeah. yeah, there's one, one in. Uh, there's the first one. There's the the one in the prison, and there's one in a warehouse security uh, guard. I, I, I haven't seen any of
0: those films. I know someone's had, uh, someone had the human centipede as their favorite film. So oh, was it Alec? Bill yeah. It? This, this might be the first time that's ever happened where we've had
1: a film for best and worst from.
2: Yeah. TV. Yeah. <laughs> On oh, no. I can't, I just, I remember watching, I don't like heard the buzz about it. Oh, it's the most bizarre and shocking film you'll ever see. And I'm not a fan of shock for shock's sake and gratuitous violence. I, I don't mind watching violence, but it seems to me that when it is gratuitous, it kind of loses all its meaning for me. Yeah. And the human centipede, while there may be a reason for it, I couldn't see it and what i ever seen was so unpleasant. And I thought about it for weeks afterwards. Weeks, I was just... Every time, I thought I was getting over it. And then it would <laughs> pop in my head again. And I was thinking, oh, no human centipede exists doesn't it and probably yeah. they're going to keep making those movies i hate that movie i can't stress in enough about how just bad i think it is um not that it's badly made poorly made it's just the whole concept of it and i'm thinking how did you even come up with that you know what what, what were you doing that made you think that that was a good idea
3: I don't think I want to know the answer to that question
2: <laughs>
0: uh, No uh, It's best not to delve into the thoughts of some of these people Yeah No, no uh, thank you Yeah, no, well, I mean uh, It's your opinion, isn't it? And you, you know <laughs> You're certainly welcome to I haven't seen any of them uh, I think We did agree to watch uh, The Human Pete, so we will have to get around to it um, Good luck but uh <laughs> it, for a long time it was one of my i don't need to watch this movies mm. you know i've got, I've got a, well there's only that in a serbian film which i'm like i don't need to watch it i've got no reason to watch it so i'm not going to um but you know i i think i've discovered after watching sarlo that i was like yeah, i don't think these movies have got the the reputation they've got isn't quite as um Bad as perhaps is expected. So, what's your favourite horror movie? I think we heard this earlier.
3: Yeah, I'll go first because I did kind of spoil that at the top of the show tonight. Um, My my favourite horror movie is also my favourite movie of all time and it's The Thing.
0: Yes, excellent. Yeah. I
3: mean, it's very few films I watch I think I could call a perfect film. Um, but that one is definitely perfect to me. I'm a big John Carpenter fan, anyway. But that's right, top tier.
2: It's it's really nice when we sit down and watch it together because when we put it on and that the first bum bum the music starts, you go, oh, this is the best movie ever. <laughs> you get really excited. And it's lovely to see. It, it's not my favorite John Carpenter movie, no. But it's nice to see. I'm happy it makes You Yeah
0: it is it is a good film though it's i haven't seen it enough really um but yeah it's fantastic and, and i agree with, i agree with you. there's nothing bad to say about it so yeah no wonder it's
2: your favorite um Dan, then i it has to be dawn of the dead for me the 1978 uh, dawn of the dead i I remember just seeing it on, I think it was on BBC two, maybe in the late nineties ish. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of one of those late night movies. I was a fan of the zombie genre. had seen a fair few of them up to that point, but never heard of this. What's this Dawn of the dead? This sounds interesting. Oh, it's on the television while I'm in bed. And it just absolutely floored me. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And I, I'm almost sort of taken back to that whenever I watch it. I think it's a masterpiece of a film. I think it did so much for horror. I think it did so much for movies in general, and it was mm. just a really smart movie. And it's it's got everything. It's got good horror. It's funny. It's got some social social commentary. Um, the soundtrack's great. There's a Dario Argento cut of it. It's there, there, there's some really nice um. I've got a really nice second sight version of that movie with some really lovely extras, and it's it's really nice to revisit Dawn of the Dead for me is yeah my favourite horror movie. And do you know what the the remake wasn't too bad either. The, it maybe it's Zack Snyder's best movie.
0: Oh, easily. You yeah. know yeah, it, it's one of the it's one of the better remakes for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, I the, I think there must have been a bit of, re, of a resurgence in the late nineties because I remember seeing it then. Um, Maybe it was just available on tape or whatever, but I, I definitely remember seeing it but other people. Would I have been at school? It must have been maybe 95 or something like that. I would still have been at school, but people had started seeing it. So it was everyone chatting about it. But uh, I really like that. You know, I'm not a big zombie fan, but uh, I, I liked that one specifically for some of the more funny moments, especially yeah. when they, and run, when they realise they're faster and they're just running around the shopping centre and every so often they just stop and smack one of them in the side of the head and I think it's just just a bit of fun um, I'd only just really recently realised that there are there's a couple of cuts in it there's an Argento one but I think there is another one as well um, I don't know what the Argento one is though is it, I think it's just a bit acier in it
2: I think I think there are three you know, cuts maybe on this disc uh, that I've got or this disc yeah. that I've got. I think it's probably theatrical, probably directors, and definitely Argento. Right. Yeah. We did watch the Argento cut a couple of couple of years ago. Um, it's
3: just the same, scored by Goblin, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it? It's not hugely different, but yeah, different different score.
2: Yeah, I think there's a couple of minutes maybe of of extra extra scenes um but yeah there's it's Goblin so I think, really go wrong I think all I knew about I, I was on un-
0: oh there's a cans cut. okay mm. yeah which is 20 minutes longer than the Argento cut interesting mm-hmm. okay yeah that's the only thing I knew about the Argento cut is It's supposed to be a bit pacier but shoot I was not pacey <laughs> <laughs> You've gone quiet today, Matthew, very, very, what is it, quiet. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm,
1: I'm very much, I'm just enjoying listening to, to people talk about horror. Like, I feel like I'm a guest, uh, I'm I'm just listening, I'm not actually on the podcast, I'm just, I'm just enjoying it.
0: Fair enough. Hey, well, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, yeah. Oh, good. So I like good, I'd, get... like, I'd like to be on it one day. <laughs> Well, you were many moons ago. Um, right, so let's get into these last two questions. So, what's a scary moment for a non-horror movie that you remember?
3: Um, everything from the Dark Crystal. <laughs> oh, it terrified me when I was a kid. Anyway,
0: absolutely. Yeah, that's very scary. What are those little bird guys go called? Skeksis. Skeksis. Yeah scary remember the main the main protagonist is scary as well
3: <laughs> stupid, yeah stupid i'm i have such a soft spot for anything jim henson but yeah that absolutely terrified me as a kid
0: yeah yeah no you're not wrong that's that's
2: that's a great answer and uh for you dan uh it's it's not it, it's it it's a weird one. I, I'm gonna and it's it's maybe played for laughs a little bit, but it's Back to the Future part two. Right. Where Marty McFly returns to nineteen eighty five and it's an alternate alternate nineteen eighty five. Mm-hmm. He finds out that Donald Trump is his stepdad <laughs> and runs the town or or an approximate reimagining of said politician stroke moron. So yeah, I find that pretty scary, and it's, it actually gets scarier the older and, and and further away we get from the movie. It was it was strangely the um, accurate, I guess, yeah, perfect. in many ways. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just, uh, that that scares me.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it got to be
2: more existential with it than, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: than we usually
0: get. <laughs> That's all right, though. You know. When, you, when you're a kid, those weird things scare you sometimes, you know, when you're watching these films and something like that. Oh, Bumper Lumpers. I don't like this bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. Bumper Lumpers uh, scared me then, they scare me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even even if they're played by Hugh Grant.
3: Especially, you, I would say.
2: <laughs> no, just uh, yeah. the... He was, was the regular the, the
1: voices the, the, the voices on the, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Gene Wilder one. Some something
0: about them, but puts my teeth on edge. But well, that is an horror movie anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Should I think there was a Supergirl movie that scared me for some reason? Mm. I think, there's like an invisible monster in it. I didn't like it. Uh she's terrible in that terrible superhero. It's a, it's a bad <laughs> film. You see, I don't mind it. I think it's. I think it's got a bit of charm to it. Faye Dunaway is really great in that. She just runs away with it. Um, but I've got better as I've got older of enjoying bad movies. Um, you know, like you were saying earlier, right? Like if something's boring, then that's probably the worst thing. But I think, yeah, if yeah, if it's if it's stupid and nonsensical, at least it's not boring.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So. Last one, if you could make any non-horror movie a horror movie, what would you choose? Um
3: <laughs> So, I'm going to go a little bit nihilistic with my answer and say Love Actually because I despise the film <laughs> and I hate every character in it, so I would turn it into a slasher film so I could watch them all picked off one by one.
2: Which character is is the killer? Is it Bill Bill Nye?
3: Um the little kid. <laughs> It's the kid in the
2: report. Liam Neeson's kid? Yeah. Okay. The kid that, that plays the guitar or something, or drums or something.
3: Yes? Question mark? I'm not sure. I hate that film. But didn't they write it
1: with the Rowan Atkinson supposed to be as uh, a guardian angel or something?
3: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: that was the original idea of, of that character. So mm. I think he would be a natural fit to be to be a killer.
3: Okay. Yeah, I like that. it have
1: to do like the, you know, some proper Mr. Bean gurning through alcohol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: when it made more sense if it was Alan Rickman's wife? Surely, Surely she... she'd have most justification. Yeah. Let her well, kill everyone. Maybe Andrew
3: Lincoln, since he's already a psychopath in the film.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing?
0: Yeah, you're right. That is. I don't like that one. I like Notting Hill. Not that one. <laughs> well, anyway, uh well on to rom-coms now. What's happening? <laughs> uh, right. Well, and for you, Dad, finally. I,
2: let's... I'm, I'm going to be a bit silly here. I'm going to say, let's make Toy Story a horror movie. The first one, you can keep the other two, but the first one, uh, I think maybe play the first part of it as is, but when they reach Pizza Planet, I say Woody loses his mind, because he's so far away from home, he's scared, and he's seen some scary stuff in the outside world.
3: He's seen some shit, man.
2: He's seen some shit, and it turns him, and he freaks out, and he just goes to town and starts murdering everyone in Pizza Planet, and then it's all about his journey back to Andy's house, and the whole time you're wondering whether or not he's going to off Andy. <laughs> um, Yeah, twist to- story. Dark, very dark.
0: Love. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch that.
2: Yeah, me <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, or maybe, maybe he kills people with the snake that's in his boots. He pulls out the snake and he throws it, in and then the snake bites people and they die. That's what. That's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. He could possibly.
0: He could enlist all them nasty little toys as well. That you know the ones that are all.
2: There's a fishing rod on legs, and
0: oh yeah,
2: yeah, like the the, the doll one, the, the spider, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that was scary anyway. Yeah, that, that that would be a good good one for a scary moment in a non horror movie. I bet that scared a lot of children when they saw yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Well, and they, you know, to a degree, Woody is a dick because they really fuck with Sid. I mean, that he would never there was never any chance he was going to be right in his in his adult life, <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know. Not a chance to ruin that lad. Maybe I mean, he was a prick, but still. Yeah, so play ice. Yeah. <laughs> Just that bit taken out of context would be really uh, like, <laughs> what the hell is this horror film? Yeah. Yeah. That's There's your trailer. Yeah. Mm. Lovely. Oh, I like that one. I like that one. Toy Story. It still doesn't beat Spice World. I think that's still the best one we've had. <laughs> but um, That's a good one. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I think we just want to see everyone in Spice World killed. <laughs> oh, Richard e. Grant. Mm, no, kill him. Richard e. Grant? No, kill him. Kill him. <laughs> kill him. Kill them all. Yeah, he was in Saltburn. Needs to <laughs> <bet>. <laughs> Still haven't gone around to Saltburn. I kept getting really mixed reviews from people like, yeah, it's good. And other people going, it was shit. So. <laughs> Yeah, all right.
1: I'm old not, old I'm old not going to make any statements. Uh, uh, well, I, I have my opinion on it, but I remember when I was looking through the letterbox on it when it uh, when I, when I first saw it, and all of the bad reviews are really like thorough critiques on the filmmaking, and then all the top reviews are like, "Oh my god, Barry Keoghan's really hot" or "Jacob Elordi's really hot." <laughs> it's a horny community <laughs> over there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the people of Letterbox are very horny. Um. Oh, well, I'm on there. I'm not that, or am I? Uh, anyway, we've done it. We've achieved the podcast yet again. We've managed to get there from the start to the finish with not a single problem. <laughs> um, well, unless there's no don't know anything. I'm, I'm not editing out any problems. If there were any, which there weren't,
2: there definitely uh, wasn't a 20 minute yeah. section where, for some reason, we couldn't connect to the internet and. Rejoin the the room. Okay. Zero
3: zero it, it technical happen. difficulties.
0: It,
2: it, it didn't, didn't happen.
0: happen. It didn't happen. Nope. So why even bring it up? That's what I say. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's weird, Dan. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, why did you mention it? <laughs>
2: so well, where can we find you then? Um. Yeah, I mean, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, whatever you're listening to this on, should search for "shoot hostage." We're there. Um. And find us on social media sth underscore pod and follow us interact with us and all that sort of good stuff that Lovely. you hear all the time on podcasts but yeah if you, if you google us you'll find us
0: there you go everyone shoot the hostage i shall uh do my best to put links in the um in the description but as you all know i'm rubbish at everything but i will try my best and uh hopefully people come along and listen and tell you how much better you are than us um don't shake your head you are <laughs> well, everybody is. everybody is we we know that um right he's not even talking this week okay <laughs> um that's it then we've done a podcast we've achieved we've made a lovely sandwich it's in a bag you can't eat in the restaurant we're closing um so off you go so bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. He spoke. a spoke. <laughs>